Hello, and welcome to Working Title, a podcast where two writer friends stumble through books we love looking for writing secrets. I'm Leah, and this week I'm trying a new exercise to kind of get loose with with writing and let the wonder in. And it's from an essay by a poet named Linda Gregg called The Art of Finding, Mm. where she makes the case that poetry at its best is found rather than written. And so she ends this essay with an exercise to write very briefly about six things you've seen each day, not beautiful or remarkable things, just things. So I've been kind of going around my house and doing that. Basically, other people have interpreted the essay to say that she discourages the impulse to embellish the descriptions by turning them into something poetic or to describe them with painful exactness. So you're just kind of describing them in a more flowing way. The purple prose lover in me finds that first bit kind of hard. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they fireflies or are they stars falling upward? So how about that? Ooh. Come on. That's what they are. See, I like that. I like that. Yeah. No, I love that's a really cool exercise. I feel like there's um there's an exercise that I enjoyed a lot on uh Tim Clare's Hundred Day Writing Challenge, which we've spoken about many times before that was related where it like was like told you to spend like five minutes just staring at an object and trying to focus only on that object and then doing like a five minute writing exercise that didn't have to be about that, but inevitably like I stared at an onion for five minutes and then was uh obsessed and wrote a whole thing that's turned into a short story about onions weirdly <laughs> God. I read that. it reminds me that there's this graphic novel that's coming out soon called the what is it garlic and the witch that I'm really Ooh. a little anthropomorphized garlic that meets a witch that's all I know but it looked real cute that sounds adorable and it's two things that I love very much in the world <laughs> Same, Alliums and magic. <laughs> Which is a great name, Alliums and magic. That's awesome. I'm Dana, and this week I'm actually celebrating uh, still uh, from some of the coolest news I've had in a very long time maybe ever, which is that I actually sold my first short story. So... <laughs> Yeah, it uh, should be out in like February 2023, Fusion Fragment Magazine, uh, issue number 16. And I, yeah, I have been on and off like just sort of like crying and then stupid giggling (laughs) for a a while. Um, Yeah, this was a story that I that I wrote. I mean, I've been thinking about it for at, at least like five seven years Mm. and then actually wrote it starting with uh, a little mini writing retreat that uh, we did with some friends um, back in like starting in like 2020 right because it was right at the start of COVID times um, and have kind of just been sitting on it after a couple of rejections right after I finished and then sort of resubmitted it for some other different things and got really lucky and am really excited to see this. Yes. And we will be talking about it when it comes out. Uh, If not Dana, then me. And we'll be sharing links. Um, Yeah, no. If anybody uh, wants to read it, I'm sure all I will be doing as soon as it exists is just walking around (laughs) in life, uh, you know, 
metaphorically on the internet just like pushing links into people's hands it's here it's here it's real it's real i promise oh my god i'm so so excited to add it to my my friend's bookshelf because i have a few few of my friends have gotten published here and there and i always make them sign whatever was published and then i put it on my little bookshelf and it's the best feeling ever so I am getting emotional thinking about doing that. So. It's going to be so great. Can't wait to have you sign it. Yeah. Yeah. It. So that's been, I've, I've been utterly unable to focus on so many different things um, because it's mostly just been uh, vacation party time in my brain, mm-hmm. but I am, I am very excited to start also trying to let this release me from hopefully some of the anxieties of like, hey, maybe maybe you're doing all this work and none of it is actually valuable and nobody else will understand or see it for what you're trying to do. Because, hey, at least some people reading a slush pile over at Fusion Fragment magazine thought it was dope and hopefully some other people will too. So that's that's the, the next task to try to figure out how to fuel this into writing more and writing more stuff that really makes me excited um but right now it's uh everyone's clocked out in my brain no one's no one's working (laughs) it's like we've been working on this for nine years now and uh, we deserve a break we're out had a breakthrough and now we're on a break so that's really amazing i'm so happy for you Knowing that someone else read your story and saw what you were trying to say has to be such a wonderful feeling. And that maybe now other people will get to read it and find that connection and find something that they maybe have been missing as well. So, you know, the number of ways your story is going to connect you with other people and help people connect to themselves, maybe it's just going to get bigger and bigger. Thank you. That... Yep, those are all the things said very articulately, and now I'm veering towards the the crying bucket instead. So let's let's go, let's go back to the the silly giggling level of of I have too many feelings about this. Yeah, well maybe we can kind of shift what we're celebrating. We also just finished a second season of Working Title, so hey. yeah. Um. So what do we want to celebrate from our second season? I feel like we had a lot of fun with season two in terms of some of our recording decisions, um, in terms of uh, some of the reception we were able to get. Um, Was very, very exciting for our episode talking about Hench that Natalie Zena Walshots apparently listened to it and enjoyed it and lifted it up for uh some of her social media followers and we got to have a really fun conversation over social media with a really cool and excellent author so that definitely is something that like i'm stored in the little memory bank of hey we we crushed it that was awesome i would like more of that please that was great yeah and i think there's you know on one side as a writer it's really gratifying when someone else reads your work and they say something about it and you're like, yes, yes, that's it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. <laughs> and then as a reader on the other side, us reading it and then having Natalie Zena Walshots being like, yes, yes, to us, we're like, right, right. <laughs> and so we could have this moment 
where again we all connected with this work we're all kind of having a good time we got to talk more about uh, shitty superheroes and their tinder profiles so all around a good time and i think we also i really love like that we pushed ourselves to be more vulnerable on the Mm -hmm. podcast doing a writing exercise talking about yeah our whole process and developing these stories that was really valuable for me Mm -hmm. yeah i would i would absolutely echo that i really love the story that came out of that and it was not it was not something i would have written otherwise um it and it, it is something that like i'm really proud of and still don't know exactly like what any sort of home for it is going to be um but i'm really excited about it and really excited about yours too which sounded awesome <laughs> i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it it's me hyping myself up. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. I want to read about <laughs> weird memory witch stuff. It's all weird all the way down. Um, that's the best kind of story. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's very much what I'm in the mood for these uh, past, I don't even know how many years, frankly, about like, I would like the weird thing. I would like the thing that feels exactly like what this writer wanted to write about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's gonna make me happy. Yeah. So I'm very jazzed. You should send it. I'm excited. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that's kind of. I feel like we're veering in a little bit into what what I personally hope for in season three, and maybe what promises I want to make to myself for season three. And mm-hmm. one of it, one of those things is. Um, You know, upon reflecting on season two, I've realized how much the podcast has sort of become like a journal for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a journal that I share with a good friend and we're kind of just chronicling, in a sense, our our writing journey. And that's become really important to me. I love that I can look back at season one and listen to where we are, where we were then and what we were talking about and notice a difference in how we do the podcast and how we talk about our writing and everything else, that feels really good. So I want to keep keep that journal up in season three. And one of the things that I want to work on and I really want to see progress on is my fear of sharing my writing with people that I that I know and love. I know they're not going <laughs> to. I'm, I'm just so, I have so much anxiety around that. I think I have a yeah. lot of anxiety about... I mean, it's partly because I think all of my friends are fabulous writers. I think they're really brilliant. And so then I want to impress them. And then I become nervous. Like, they're going to see how much worse I am. And they're going to leave me behind. And they're going to go do cool writer things, which they deserve to do because they're amazing. Mm -hmm. But somehow I don't deserve that. And therefore, no one should ever see my writing. And I really want to push myself past that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I deeply, I deeply understand that fear. I absolutely have that for sharing my own writing. Um, And there are some times where, (laughs) uh, look, everyone's like ability to write and certainly their ability to write specifically to suit my tastes Mm -hmm. is not a reflection of like them as a person. Um, But I do very distinctly also remember like 
dating uh, somebody in college who was like, oh, I wrote a screenplay last summer. And I was like, okay, cool. And he was like, do you want to read it? And I was like, mm-hmm. And was very nervous that it was going to, and it, it should have shifted some of my perspective on this relationship more <laughs> than it did. Um, because it was very, I mean, it wasn't badly written, but it was fairly basic. And uh, the only female character was basically just literally a prize for being like, hey, F you to, you know, the man of working in your dad's accounting office. It was a whole thing. Um, but even that, it was like, okay, it was still something. And like, it's it's very easy to feel like because writing is so personal that like sharing it, it's not just a matter of, you know, other people being like, oh, I I wouldn't wear that particular outfit, but whatever, like it's your clothes. It can feel much, that's it, actually not a great example. I think clothes are also a fairly personal thing a lot of times, but like if people aren't vibing with your writing and the fear that people won't vibe with your writing and that will reveal some sort of thing that is unvibable about you as a person is like one of those things that I think can like make that anxiety take root extra deep. And I think a lot of times, yeah, it's it's really hard and important to remember. And I, I want to echo this as like something that I want to try to do as well is at least certainly in this space with you and I, <laughs> I, I already know who you are. You already know who I am. If the writing doesn't connect, probably more than anything else, I feel like you and I are in a position to be like, hey... I don't think this is what you're trying to say. Not to say, oh my gosh, this is the thing. Like, if it isn't working, I guess this isn't the person I thought it was. Being like, oh, okay, there's a mismatch here. And like, hopefully helping the other person to find it. And more likely just being fucking jazzed. Because, you know, I think... I think you're brilliant. I I hope that I have brilliant things to say too. And there's and also recognizing that uh, none of us are brilliant all the time, and that's a part of the process. But it is such an anxiety-inducing thing. Yeah, I think that would be a good thing. Yeah, for I I'll echo. I would like to work on that for myself as well. Yeah, and I think that this also comes to another thing that we were kind of discussing about our podcast and what we've been able to achieve in season one and two and part of that is inviting our writer friends and our artist friends and our friends who love to play games all of our friends um Mm -hmm. sometimes people that we've just met onto the podcast to talk and build this community and that's been really valuable to me I think the way we talk about writing a lot of writing might feel lonely, like you're kind of burrowing into yourself to dig up certain feelings, concepts that you're playing with. And there is an aspect of it to that. And then there's this aspect of the writing community being very supportive that we talk about. I think both those things are true. But then I think there's this third aspect of community that doesn't get talked about as much. When we talk about especially published works, we're often like, here's the author of this book. They're amazing. The author had all of those writing buddies that we just talked about and the editor Mm -hmm. and all these other folks to make this happen. And that's part of their community. And so 
when I feel nervous about sharing a draft, because the other thing is when you're talking about that content mismatch, sometimes I know there's a mismatch and I don't know how to yes. fix it, but I'm, yep. And I'm like, well, obviously you should ask your writing community. That's what they're there for. And I'm like, but then they're going to see that I'm a terrible fraud writer who can't magically. That that feeling of like, I mm -hmm. am the writer of this work, it just sticks because of how we talk. Even when we acknowledge their editors, we still say the writer of this book is. It is this person's book. And it's never one mm -hmm. person's book. No. Yeah, that is a really... That is a really, really good point. And I think it's, there is such a disconnect sometimes between this image I think a lot of us have of what a writer is and then the actual reality of any human being alive I've ever heard about or spoken to who writes. Yeah, yep. You know, which is like, yes, of course, this is my brainchild. You know, the, the short story that I wrote last season is mine. I made it. But also... I made it because we were doing this exercise and shooting back and forth ideas and talking about it. And I was inspired by a game that I played with some college friends and another game that I played with some other friends. And all of those things feed into making anything, right? It, none of us are human beings in a vacuum. We certainly don't create in a vacuum. Having community who can weigh in explicitly or implicitly just by like being around and being supportive or actually giving direct feedback, that shapes a draft. And it is, I think, one of those like weird things where we can all somehow convince ourselves that having or seeking that community is like disconnecting you from that. When it, I, I just don't think, I don't think I could write anything if I didn't have community in which case I definitely can't be a writer whatever that is if I yes. don't write we're I, I I increasingly suspect that the like image we all have of like what a writer is is simply false yep. but even if it's true I can't get to there without people so I need to tweak that definition at the very least yep in order to like fit into it myself. It's funny that you said that because as as you were talking a, a bit earlier, I wrote down that I keep trying to be the image of a writer. The mm -hmm. whatever <laughs> this writer is, I keep trying to be that, which it doesn't even make sense, but because you know, I think this goes to like the power of words and the power of words as they're like just repeatedly echoed on a larger and larger scale is that all of yeah. these people who are writing and are therefore writers are like, but I'm not the image of this writer that we, you know, collectively hallucinated as a society. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it's not real. You're real. You're here. You're real. You're writing. And I think that's like, it's kind of what I feel like we're growing into throughout these seasons. And I want to keep seeing us doing that. And I think keep bringing more people into this community. I want our community to expand and deepen. Yeah. No, I absolutely, absolutely echo that. And I think it connects to something else that is also a goal for me, which is that this idea of like the image of the writer and the actual functional process of trying to create a thing that didn't exist before. <laughs> I think like, and, and talking about community and what kind of community, I think there is a kind of community 
I even hesitate to use that word because I think to me community involves a level of authenticity that I'm not sure always exists in these spaces. But there is a kind of community that can grow around trying to become the image of a writer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've definitely walked into or, or, you know, entered online writing spaces where it's a lot of people occasionally like interacting, but also in this sort of posturing way. And it becomes clear that everyone here is trying to be a writer and are here to kind of tentatively ask questions while also protecting that image or crafting that image and the purpose of having other people there is to like basically have like a focus group for your being a writer and it changes the kind of questions even when those spaces are like okay it's time for feedback let's let's talk about the writing itself it changes the tenor that those conversations happen in it changes the way People there to talk about the things that they're reading or the things that they're wrestling with. I think you and I talked a lot when we started this podcast about the way that uh, a lot of the culture around writing involves complaining about writing and being like, God, it's the worst. I hate doing it. And how like maybe that's not actually helpful. I think there's there's other pieces of that kind of outgrowth of culture around being a writer looks like this. And there are community spaces that can feel like that. And I I really want to, I think, both in terms of like our community and just personally kind of lean away from thinking about community in that way and thinking more about the community that grows around fan fiction <laughs> is my favorite example because I feel like there's so much, fan fiction gets such a bad rap for a lot of reasons that we could... We could have a whole other podcast episode about, you know, fan fiction and the ways that it gets unfairly denigrated when I feel like increasingly almost every writer I enjoy is like, hey, I, I cut my teeth on fanfic. This is where I learned all my stuff. And I think the other thing that is so satisfying about communities that grow around fan fiction is that it's just so clearly, frequently, right? None of these things are, you know across the board, always hard and fast rules. But generally speaking, I feel like so many fanfic communities grow around joy. (laughs) It grows around, hi, I wanted this to exist, so I made Mm -hmm. it. And other people saying, thank you, I wanted this too. (laughs) This is fabulous. And like building on that. And I've seen, I was telling you about this uh, off mic a little while ago, you know, there's so much in the first kind of community there's so much like caginess about like how much do you share how much don't you share are other people gonna steal your ideas and then in so much of the fan fiction things i'll see like artists online who are like hey i drew these characters in a royalty bodyguard au and in the comments someone's like hi i have brain rot about this now (laughs) are you chill if i write a, a fan fiction on ao3 and i'll link to your work and the artist is psyched and the writer is psyched and someone made a cool thing and I'm going to hunt that down because I think the royalty bodyguard AU would be fun. But there's, I think there is a kind of engagement both in terms of like the focus of the community is, isn't it neat to make Mm -hmm. stuff and for stuff to be made that you can read and enjoy? There is, I think, in many cases, a much more adult understanding of not everything's for me, and that's chill. I will find the things that are for me. Mm -hmm. 
and an engagement in like the kinds of feedback I feel like I've seen a lot of times on like long run name fanfics and people jump in and they when they do have feedback and thoughts it's all burrowing towards the purpose and the joy as opposed to I learned a rule that said you should only use three adverbs per page oh God, or yeah. whatever which is like and I'm not saying that that's bad yeah. I, there's a lot of you know writing rules can be useful in a lot of yeah, ways understanding mechanics can be helpful but I if incredibly valuable. I do find not to interrupt but I do find that often when I am breaking out rules like that I'm doing it because I'm actually afraid of writing yes <laughs> yes I'm scared so I want to find something else and it's me again desperately looking for some definitive answer because once I find that definitive answer well I won't be afraid anymore yeah yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's actually exactly the way to describe what I'm talking about here is there's some communities that are um they're like defin their communities looking for definitive answers to writing and then communities that are looking for generative answers to writing where it's like one of them is there's a right thing we've got to find it we're trying to become the writer as we have collectively hallucinated. Yes. And the other one is generative is like Hey, more stuff. Hey, I had a weird dream last night and now I'm going to write a whole fic about it. Amazing. Yep. And like, that's great. And that's fanfic and fanfic isn't necessarily for everybody. But I think there's a lot to be learned at the very least from the community around it. There's no reason we can't try to build a community that feels like a fanfic community around writing stuff that's not fanfiction. Yeah. And like, that's something that I, I really am trying to focus on right now in terms of like, thinking about my work and the community of people I want to be around the same way I think about, you know, the writers who I'm always like, hey, you got an update on that fic? Awesome. We're going to read this. I love this. Thank you. Because that that's just a much happier space to be in for me. And it is, it feels generative. I feel like I walk away from that having more ideas and more excitement and more energy as opposed to a lot of the other kinds of spaces, which as much as they often, you know, still call themselves writing communities, I end up feeling a lot of times more isolated from interacting in those spaces. It's like writing policing. Like everyone's keeping yeah, each other something. in line. Yeah, yeah. It's more more the... Policing's what's what's not the terrible word. words when they're like citizen... Like citizen watch kind of thing, oh. where you're like, we didn't even introduce cops. Everyone here is oh, just like a neighborhood being watch. Terrible cops to themselves. Like you're in a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. Neighborhood watch. And it's like, well, that's not the vibe. I want to go hang out with you know a bunch of people who are still invested in the writing being great. Like yeah. it's not, it's not releasing quality. It's just, hey, what are we all here for? We're here because this is neat and fun, and we want to lean into that and build more stuff that is really well done and also really satisfying for all the different reasons yeah and like so yeah. i feel like yeah that's that generative community and and taking a lot from like fan fiction spaces and all those other spaces that feel really good mm -hmm. and saying like how can we build that for for these other kinds of writing spaces i think that's so crucial both from a community aspect but also from a being kind to yourself aspect which i yes. find <laughs> motivates me to write more as well so you know exploring what I'm curious about recognizing we've talked about this before that I'm not telling the story I am telling a story 
and that I can explore those themes again, those topics again. Other people might also explore it again and that we're building off of each other, I think is really great. The way you're talking about it also reminded me of some of the discourse around nutrition and food because mm. I've been <laughs> trying. I have a lot of thoughts about that too. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. I've been trying to kind of, I guess, heal my relationship with food. And something that a lot of nutritionists and doctors who are really, I guess, more holistically informed about other aspects beyond just the chemical reactions within our bodies, they emphasize there is no good and bad food. Food is morally neutral. There might be food that serves you in that particular moment, or maybe it doesn't. It's not good or bad. If you are writing fan fiction, you're not doing quote unquote bad writing. It is not less valuable. It is, it's, writing is neutral. It's neutral as a, as a concept, regardless of the genre or whatever else. Um, so I think that's really important and just a better place to be. Yeah. Yeah. To be, to be engaging with rather than like moralizing about the idea of creation (laughs) you know like creating stuff i do tend to believe that generally speaking creative stuff creating stuff is it's better that people make stuff than that people don't make Mm -hmm. stuff that tends to be a thing that i believe but yeah like after that it's not yeah i absolutely want to throw out so many of the notions with food with writing with so many things of some stuff being uh inherently lesser in some way especially because a lot of times it's correlated with all bullshit bigotry like that's where that shit comes from it doesn't actually come from anything to do with the experience of enjoying any of this kind of work yep 100% 100% so we've talked a little bit about kind of the community we want to be creating we've talked about how we want to continue growing our writing and use this podcast are there any other things that we want to do as we think about creating um connecting with other art yeah i mean i think i think one of the things that we've talked about a little bit and as little little teasers for some of the things that uh, you all as an audience can expect from us we're still going to be reading books we're still going to be having those sorts of conversations um I think we might also be having some more just sort of broader conversations about how we're feeling as writers, as well as how we're feeling as writers uh, sort of being disillusioned in some ways with all of the conversations about, in particular, traditional publishing mechanisms right now. Like, I think we'll be having a lot of those conversations and trying to make space for that. Um, But something that we've also talked about is very much trying to put in some more energy to connect with other kinds of storytelling and other kinds of art. Uh, You know, we've sort of delved into things that clearly Leah and I are both interested in. We've talked about Star Trek a lot. We've talked about Dungeons and Dragons. Like, but there is a lot to be said for, there's so many ways that people are telling stories and getting creative, whether that's like, yeah, collaborative tabletop games or film or visual art or music. Um, and I think that that's something that we're we're also interested in trying to figure out how to how to bring more of those conversations into this podcast in this space so that we can 
expand out from just 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 books just reading i mean it feels even weird just to add just to books because <laughs> that feels <laughs> books are amazing 10 out of 10 for books but um but there's a lot of art and there's a lot that we can learn from different kinds of art as well yeah trying to get more more flexible and expansive in our own creativity as well which i think is is always kind of part of the the goal or the the promise that i want to make myself um yeah i think there it's interesting we were talking about season two and how i think at the beginning of season two we were just so excited to have done a thing we were like we did a season but we did it (laughs) and that really buoyed us but we kind of moved more into I think some of the metrics and the analytics and how do we do this and how do we do that and Mm -hmm. I think we're thinking about that less now but also in season during season two just the speed with with which the news (laughs) oh boy (laughs) just it, it everything really does happen all the time Everything, mm-hmm. everywhere, all at once. Uh, which great movie, by the way. So good, so good. <laughs> a hopeful movie in a time where I think a lot of us are feeling short on hope, are feeling short on optimism, are finding it hard to find the energy to do even the things that give us joy and make us happy. It's it's hard. It is hard, and I think we were feeling some of that at the end of season two, definitely. So moving into season three, we're all focused on being gentle as we're kind of looking for that generative, expansive feeling about our writing and not thinking about some of those hard and fast rules like all of the metrics and the measuring and whatever else. Which is a good rule for podcasts Mm -hmm. and for writing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) come to think of it. (laughs) Creating in general. Let me tell you, when I I started – my first kind of foray into the online book community was through YouTube. And I remember starting and at first I was just so excited that one person watched a video and left a comment. I was like, oh my God, it's a real person. And then yeah. I got to talk to them and then we became friends, which was my whole goal, which by the way, again, if you're listening to this, I know I say this occasionally, but literally send us a message on Twitter. I will be so excited Uh, to connect with you yes yes please (laughs) um but beyond that I found more and more I kept seeing people my friends being like oh this person's growing so fast and I'm not growing at all or I'm losing subscribers or I'm and it just totally killed their desire to create and the reality is the success depends so much on this algorithm that changes all the fucking time so some mm. extremely already wealthy dudes can become even more fucking wealthy. <laughs> and the way they set up the algorithm, it, it's not set up in a way to allow expansive creation to to in a generative way. I mean, even the successful people, the people who have, quote unquote, made it burn out so fast because of the way it's structured. So basically... I have small creator friends. I have big creator friends on YouTube. And all of them found they were just having a shitty time because of those yeah. stupid little numbers that exist in parts. I mean, yes, having goals is good. But, like, make sure you're the, you set the goals. You look at how to grow. Yes. You do what's good for you. Don't let the algorithms that are created to make rich assholes richer 
tell you how to feel about yourself and your art. Yeah, yeah, very much. I think this is absolutely right. And this is, I mean, it's very much the conversation that we had to have with this space um, as far as what we want. And it's why we've been talking so much about community because community is so much less about the numbers than it is about relationships you know it then about space and the kind of space you make and whether people feel welcome and whether the people who show up want to stick around or if they show up and then they dip because it it didn't feel like a good space for them and the richness and depth of a community is so disconnected from the number of people who are a part of it it's it's a piece of it right the, having more people in in a real community can add more richness variety and depth but only if it's actually a community where there's relationship and there's, you know, those kinds of um, spaces are really being built and, and catered to. And I think that that's, that's really, that's our goal with this podcast, hopefully, is that, um, you know, we would like for this to be a space for us to, to be able to have these kinds of generative conversations. And for any of you who are listening, again, it's part of why... No, seriously, the amount of, like, would love to have more friends who like books and writing all the time. There's the level, the level of desire for that is big. Um, but, you know, again, whether that's also as someone who is introverted and often needs to, like, work myself up to engaging in communities, even ones that are very welcoming and open, um, totally understand if, like, hey, the way I'm in community with you all is I listen to these episodes and, and like, that's awesome yeah. too. And and that's really kind of what we're working on refocusing our goals on. Not so much playing the analytics game, but really what it is that we're hoping to do, which is make the space that we need and the, the space that we suspect that other people might also need as well. Um and and absolutely, I think exactly what you said, Leah. Like that's 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 a thing we're trying to do for this podcast, and also a good thing for us to try to do about so many things and writing generally is like, are you pursuing your definition of success? Are you pursuing your own goals, or are you pursuing the collective hallucination image of a writer goals of all of these different you know metrics and things to hit again, whether they're Google Analytics data or whether it's just these are the things that a writer does and these are the markers of success that they have. Maybe, maybe those are things that you actually really all want. And maybe what you want is something is different and just trying to really connect with like, what are my goals? And let me let me not focus on the things that don't serve those Mm -hmm. goals. Yeah, 100 percent. Yep, thinking about that. And also, if your goals change, like, that's fine, too. Yeah. We might be talking a little bit about that in our in our discussion in season three. Mm-hmm. But either way, that's all growth. It's all growth, baby. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You love to yeah. see it. I know we've been talking a lot about season three. I'm now feeling really excited about season three and... I'm feeling excited to do some writing today. This is part of why I love these conversations. Yes. After all of our episodes, I'm like, oh my God, I think I just kind of want to write a little bit. I should go. I should go do some writing. (laughs) But before we go do some writing, is there anything else that we want to talk about, about our season, about creating, how we're feeling? 
I feel like we've covered a lot of the things that were important to me to cover. As far as just a general how I'm feeling about writing, it is interesting because I feel simultaneously more discouraged and more hopeful in a lot of ways. And I think it is it has a lot to do with the concept of goals. A lot of the things that I think used to be goals of mine for writing feel increasingly, I feel very discouraged about just again, like the way that, and I say this as someone who's hit a major milestone there of, of having sold a short story, which I'm tremendously excited about. But there's also so many other things that you see going on in the broader publishing industry that, that I wonder, I wonder if that's the space that I want to be in, or I wonder if that's a space that is a sustainable you know, place for me to invest a lot of time when, uh, you know, I have bills to pay. <laughs> like, there's a lot of questions there that I think have been hard to wrestle with and that there is a level of discouragement. But I think so much about this space and engaging with the writing itself, I feel so much more excited. I feel so much more creatively inspired. Um, and I feel like it's led to a little bit of like a... Uh, I feel sort of rebellious about writing. It now feels a little bit like, you know what? <laughs> okay, you're going to make it really hard for even like really talented, multiple times published authors, award-winning uh, award authors to even survive in this industry. Great. I'm going to write anyway, <laughs> so suck it. Is like some of the attitude that I've been finding, like feeling a little bit... it. it yeah, coming back to that focus on like, we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to build our own community. We're going to figure out a way to still get what is beautiful out of this thing, even if there's a tremendous number of industry forces set up to resist those kinds of efforts. I, I do feel, I, I feel discouraged from a lot of the things that I used to think were possible, but I also feel like I've opened a lot of other doors onto things that I didn't realize were possible that now I'm like, Hey, yeah, that like generative mindset. We can build something else. We can build all sorts of things. Yeah, I feel very similarly. I mean, I think I also, I found that even though I knew not to write to the market, not to write to publish, I still found yeah. myself thinking more like, but could this ever be publishable? Like who would want this? And part mm -hmm. of my rebellion is like, fuck you. I want it. That's who. <laughs> I, I want it. it. That's who wants yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I know that my writing won't be, I won't be the next James Patterson, which also I, why would I ever want to be him? He's awful. But <laughs> I'm sorry. He treats his writers Hey, terribly. look, um, I'm not arguing. But I know I'm getting spicy now. I was like, let's, let's be so, you know, before I was like, yes, I love everyone. Everyone is love. But also fuck James Patterson and fuck Google. Specifically. <laughs> everyone Look, else. believing in hope and community doesn't mean being a pacifist necessarily. True. <laughs> These things require all sorts of energy. Yeah. I think I, think I viewed success as like becoming the next bestseller and I actually thought I partly thought that because I thought that was a sustainable viable way to be a writer but then you see all these bestsellers being like I can't pay rent and I can't we're getting we're kind of getting into the discussion that we're gonna have later in the season so maybe I'll just cut I'll cut myself off there um, but there's a lot to think about 
And even as it feels like everything is increasingly getting more scary, more difficult, I think there are also places where we are in all of that hardship finding a real community that we can build from and maybe we'll build something new from that together. And that's what we want to do. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, yeah, so that's that's our that's our hope, goals, plans, promises mm-hmm. for uh, season three. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been listening to us for a while, thank you so much for sticking with us, thank for you. wandering around with us. We hope that you've learned some things, that you have created a lot, and that you found more more joy in creation and found your community. So thank you. And if you're new, welcome. We're very excited to meet you and uh, <laughs> excited for you to stumble with us through writing. I think that's everything on this episode. If you're looking for us on other platforms, you can find us on Twitter at WorkTitlePod. That's at WorkTitlePod. Bye. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>